we're back here with the Rock and Roll Review with Radio Keys. We got me, Stuart, uh, and Emily here. Hello. And a lot of roofers behind us. So, uh... <laughs> roofers. They're all <laughs> roofing over there. Yeah. Anyway, we also have two cats here in St. Helena. We have... One's in a box currently, <laughs> about three feet away from me. He's... All about. It. He's been trying to get in that box literally all day. Stuart brought his recording equipment in a, you know, like a little moving box, like a cardboard box, and yeah, that cat has been trying to get in. Looking that like box. I got fired every day. Yeah, basically carrying <laughs> that box around. You know, when you get fired and you carry a little box <laughs> out with a plant and like all your shit in it, that's exactly yep. the box that it is. So that's what I carry my recording equipment in, and because uh, we do this podcast in Saint Helena. Um, I have this box that then when I'm not, you know, filling it with my recording shit, I just... It's just empty. And it's, it's just empty. Their favorite thing. I usually keep it upside down because I don't want him to be in it, but he was like pulling on it with his mouth and like doing trying all kinds so of Trying so hard yeah, to, trying to get in it get so in hard. It and we just acquiesced. Yeah, I was like, fine, I'll just turn it over for you. <laughs> so yeah, Django's so up, in, up in that little box. <laughs> yeah, what's with cats? I mean... Django named after Django Reinhardt. Yeah, the not two the fingers. Not the Tarantino movie. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm he, sick of explaining it. <laughs> yeah, Django Reinhardt is a super Badass, cool uh, gypsy yeah. jazz guitar player from when is it like the 1920s or earlier Something than like that, that? Even he burned off some of his fingers and yeah, he's basically like Tony Iommi but with gypsy jazz. Tony yeah. Iommi is like the guitar player from Black Sabbath. Oh, so he like was working in like a steel press. Uh, I'm paraphrasing super bad, but like. He basically was working in this machine shop <sighs> type environment. You and get they, too used to it. Yep. And they pressed his fingers off. So he only what? had, I think, these two fingers, the pinky and the index. I'm going to have to Google this. He was doing the rock sign. Yeah. The rock and roll <laughs> sign. And um, I'm pretty sure that's kind of why Black Sabbath sounds like they do um, with the power chords. Um, and Interesting. then power chords became like the thing. So let's see what fingers he has. <laughs> personal life and then all right Django Reinhardt when I think gypsy jazz that's the only name that comes to t comes to mind is Django Reinhardt when we uh yeah when we got this cat oh yeah I was totally right he lost his middle and ring finger I was right so I have Django I have Django Reinhardt pulled up and he's his he's using his left hand and he's he missing. He only has his, his middle finger and his first finger, right? And his Django. thumb on his left hand. Yeah. So the the hand that plays the chords on the guitar, <laughs> um, he's missing his uh, ring finger and his pinky. That guy can play too. He can fucking rip yeah. on that guitar. Yeah. And it's it's really cool. I think I feel like he was. Yeah. He's kind of when I think gypsy jazz, that's all I think of. Yeah. I think is there much other gypsy jazz? I mean, there's like that kind of. Gogol Bordello, like modern gypsy shit, but it looks like he was in a yeah. Him and his wife were in a fire oh, when he knocked over a candle on his way to bed. His wow. I don't um, like this story. And then yeah, he <laughs> lost part of his hand. Uh, it's it's crazy. Back in the day when you know <laughs> everybody was just using candles all the time, how many fires were happening? All the fires. You drink a little moonshine, you light your candles, you go to bed, you knock those candles over. <laughs> it's, 
It's over. It's normal shit. It's just normal, it's just normal shit back knocking then. Knocking the candles over shit. Yeah, it's no good. It's no good. Yeah, I'm sure they were all fucking. Anyway, Django's yeah. in the box. Django's over there. in the box. Yeah. And uh. And yeah, they both have two playing fingers: Tony Iommi and Django. So that's who Django's named after. Now he's uh, he's been reduced he's to a bots cat. Yeah, yeah. he's nesting. Yeah, he's been trying to get outside. He has like this really cute kitten meow that like never's gotten. He, it's like he he never yeah, went through old. cat puberty, you know. So his voice <laughs> is always like. He's four like years old there. and he still sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know. But it can be really annoying too. I've heard that cats are trying to emulate a human baby's noise when they talk to you. That might be a myth. I think that's a myth. Old wives' tale. How do they know what a baby is? They've never seen a baby. I don't know. Well, Django. They're just have. appealing to our I mean, primal cats, instincts. Yeah. Maybe. Well, they are big babies, that's for sure. They're huge babies. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, sorry, now I'm like reading tons about um, Tony Iommi. So today. Apparently, he, uh, he was in Jethro, Jethro Toll for a little bit. After only two appearances, he left. All right. We can't go down this Tony Iommi rabbit hole. We're nope. <laughs> that's not the artist we're talking about today. We're talking about my freaking favorite song of all time, the guys who wrote that song, and it's uh, the Felice Brothers. So the Felice Brothers. I'm fired up about this one. Um, I first heard about the Felice Brothers uh, when I was living in Berkeley. I think it was 2013. I had just moved in with emily to her grandma's house while we were getting on our feet we just moved from santa barbara mm. to here not me other emily yeah other yeah. emily sorry sorry my my ex it's um, confusing. i know anyway um we moved into her grandma's place it's like this huge victorian house in uh, on uh, ward street in uh, berkeley one block away from where i lived in ellsworth, berkeley yeah. on ellsworth yeah which is so crazy and this is where i'm getting with because our cousin eric moved next to you on yeah, ellsworth him so and i were was, next door neighbors there was so cute. a period of about three or four months where there were three goods within <laughs> a block <laughs> in different houses three different houses but three <laughs> goods yeah. within a block and eric is a really interesting dude He's really intelligent. He um he he'll tell you that too. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> we we would always uh joke with him because he <laughs> was like talking about like one day he just randomly started talking about how like oh yeah, I'm probably, you know, really like a little smarter than you because I took this IQ test and they said I was in like the whatever percentile and I'm like, Oh, you're such a smart big brain like <laughs> giving him that, you know. Him making shit. fun of him. <laughs> and uh anyway, despite that little story about him he's actually a really great dude and he likes to have a lot of fun and he was having like a college style party you know and i can't get enough of those so i like <laughs> cruised over one evening and we were playing like you know some some weird drinking game that i haven't played with anyone else but him but i think my roommate evan was there evan was there i, I remember think. that day yeah and um it, this game is like really weird. You have like a bowl in the middle of the table, and you have a bunch of pennies. Oh yeah! And you and you go in a You're flicking them. Yeah, you go. You bounce them off the yeah. table into the bowl, and um, if I can't you remember. Miss, you have to drink. No, you remember. get la you have to like you have to do it in a certain order. And you can get lapped, and then that's when you have to drink is when you, like... Because everyone's doing it at once. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching it and, it, and it reminds me of, like, Hungry Hungry Hippos, where, like, everybody's, like, you're frantically moving bowl. at the same time in a circle, and yeah. you're like, what is this fucking game? I can't understand it. So, anyway, we were playing this stupid game uh, with everyone, 
and then this song came on. It wasn't even Pandora. It was like Apple Music or some some other one. And uh, it was Love Me uh, Love Me Tenderly by the Felice Brothers. And I just was like so into the... I love the lyrics in the song. Yeah. Because um, they're... So good. And they're really gritty, too. They're like... I don't want to say blue collar because that sounds kind of weird. But they're, uh, they're definitely... Um, kind of like that same Tom Waits vibe where it's like more about the downtrodden type people. Yeah. And I mean, the first lyric is, My baby told me, darling, if you can't get a pardon, better get a parole. I told her I'd be out by morning. <laughs> yeah, when the sun is dawning with a money roll. So yeah. it's just a great, it's a great song. And I love the recording. It has like a great shuffle to it. Yeah. It's on the back end of the beat. Like, as I've said a ton of times on this podcast already, that I really enjoy like m- music that's like kind of on the back end of the beat like that. Yeah. Um, and they uh, they paint quite a picture. They uh, they've got some characters that they talk about in the song. I left my blue eyed lady and went with Tony Mercedes to the yeah. gambling ring. Yep. What else does he um, say? It, um, Donnie's pier. Donnie asked me <laughs> to buy him a bottle, but I blew my wallet on a chandelier. It's just, it's a yeah. great, I mean, we cover this song. The chorus comes in It's one in of our favorite songs to cover. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. The chorus comes in with a bottle of scotch, a dime sack, and a diamond watch. He's just naming all this, these objects, a typewriter, and a violin. shotgun, yeah. and a Chevrolet, violin. Yeah, he's yeah. just naming all these objects that are just kind of fun to, he, it's very, it's a very Some good alliteration song. in it. Oh, hell yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's creative. so <laughs> I heard this song at this party, and I was just immediately, you know, ears perked up, and I was like, "Who's that?" You, you know, and uh, what is this? Well, and when you're just at a party and somebody's playing Spotify, and you pick out a song, your brain goes, "Hey, pay attention." That's yeah. that's a good sign. Yeah, and so I ended up finding out who they were, and um, I just binged on this album for forever. And then I binge on their next album, their next album. And the and album that that song's on is, is it their self-titled? I think it's their self-titled right. one. It's 2008. It's not their first album, but it is no. their self-titled. They had right. other albums out too, but you're not going to find them on Spotify. They had like the Adventures of the Felice Brothers, <laughs> vol- volume <laughs> like one. They had uh, something Arizona. What is that? Felice Brothers. And they're from uh, upstate New York. Yeah, they are. Uh, Catskill Mountains, it says. Um, Tonight at the Arizona is another album that came out mm-hmm. before. But a lot of this stuff is uh, kind of... Oh, man, they have some good stuff here. Um, but yeah, like Take This Hammer, which is a cover. Um, T is for Texas is a great song. Uh, T for Texas. T for Tennessee. Mm. T for Thelma. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great song. They like have a they do a bunch of covers in these early ones. Um but th- I think that I call it the chalk album, but that's not what it's called. But it it's it's their self-titled Felice Brothers. Well, the cover is it just says the Felice Brothers and it's like chalk on a whiteboard, so it yeah. looks like chalk, the chalk album, yeah. Yeah, that is that is the best one and in my are, opinion. They are brothers. They it's are. not just a catchy name. James Felice Simon Felice and Ian Felice. Yeah. Simon Felice is the drummer. And I think he actually wrote a lot of the lyrics with Ian, who's the guitar player, early in the band. James plays accordion. And keyboard, piano and, and stuff keyboard. like. Well, those are all similar. At the same time. <laughs> similar <laughs> instruments, right? Accordion yeah, has little I think keys on it. On yeah. The squeeze box is like a little different, I think. Because I, I can play a little piano here and there, but I can't really 
mess around with the There's a lot going on accordion. with the accordion. There's <laughs> yeah. just too much going on. There's little buttons and there's keys and there and you have to flex it. It's too It seems complicated. So extra. Yeah, a little bit. So um the Felice Brothers self-titled album is the one that we're going to talk probably the most about. Um it's in my opinion Really, the, their peak, which is a shame because they're one of my favorite bands of all time. I haven't been super into the albums after this, but this album is really phenomenal, just front to back. Yeah, um, it's pretty I, special. Yeah, I agree with that. There's there's a few uh, of them that Simon sings in it too. So that's what I was trying to say. Is Simon? I think the reason why they kind of peaked in in this album is Simon left the band soon after. So when Simon left, their music kind of took a little bit of a, a turn to kind of more slow, like sad ballady stuff. Which mm-hmm. um, I, I think that's Ian. If I think he's a sad guy. I think he's a sad <laughs> guy. I think yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, and I really like the uh, like you'll hear in this this uh, song "Love Me Tenderly." There's a great beat to it, a great feel to it, and it it just yeah. shuffles and moves. It and comes in with drums, right? Dun 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 dun. Um, yeah, they kick it off. Yeah, my uh, and it has like this great little like intro where it's like talking, where it's like, ah, might have lost right. my leg in the war. What war? Yeah, um, it's just a, it, this album seems kind of spontaneous and. Uh, I think it, I don't know. I really like it, and they kind of it, it's it, they kind of lost its magic a little bit after this album. Yeah. But this one is definitely their peak, and I think it has to do with Simon Fleece leaving the band because he did help out with a lot of the lyrics, and he also yeah. was the drummer, so he right. was the one leading like the the rhythm and the feel, and yeah. that's what's so awesome about this album is like the, the rhythm role. and the feel. Yeah. So the feel, yeah. He, in my opinion, he's the unsung hero of the Fleece Brothers. It's Simon Fleece. I agree Felice. with that. Yeah. And he actually came back and just produced a new track by them. A new track oh, so just came they're out. They're friendly. It's yeah. No, they're friendly. I think he good. just wanted to do his own he thing. He just wanted to. Do it. Okay. He that's just doesn't. It wasn't like an Oasis fist fight kind of thing. No. He, he <laughs> just. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Okay. He just doesn't have the the most attractive singing voice of the three ian like clearly has the the most attractive best singing voice james has a very unique singing voice and it but simon's is a little um is a little interesting and he does a few songs on this like don't wake the scarecrow and uh radio song which radio song is actually pretty good but don't wake the scarecrow is kind of a weird one really great lyrics though love me tenderly is going to be ian singing right And then yeah. there's some group vocals yeah. in the chorus, yeah. um, which is always a lot of fun. Yeah. So um, let's, let's just get this one yeah. going. Uh, this one's called Love Me Tenderly. Emily found some interesting information regarding <laughs> the ages of this band. They're younger than I thought. Yeah, um, they are younger than In 2014, thought. so four years ago, James was 24, Ian was 27, and Simon was 32, which means... Wait, wait. Ian was 20... How old was Seven he? Seven in 2014. So this four album years came ago. out in 2008. So Holy he was 21 shit. when they were doing this. And, and James, James was, 19? was 19. Is that right? Playing this shit. God that's awesome. Damn, that's awesome. Yeah, that's way awesome. Yeah, okay, I like that. Is that's that real, fun. Emily? Or is that it is. It's, I mean, it's real uh, news, Emily. Reading this on uh, Uncut website <laughs> from uh, Sounds legit. August 2014. Uh, interview with them so yeah they're yeah they're uh 
They're youngins. Um, Very interesting. I mean, I love that. I love when people are young and doing amazing things. Yeah. Um, I actually saw them first probably around that time, 2014, 15 was the first time I saw them play. Um, I was doing this like soul-crushing insurance job at uh, <laughs> Arthur J. Gallagher. Fun. And they wanted to send me to um, some training uh, in, in, where was it, Glendale? No. Was it Glendale? I think it's Glendale, California. Is that where it is? Let's just take a look. Yep, Glendale, California. Mm. And I was staying in a hotel for like two weeks there, and it was so boring. It was like, go to this eight-hour class, then go to your hotel room, because you don't know anyone there, you know? Anyway, the Felice brothers were playing in Hollywood, um, one of those nights. So I cruised out there completely <laughs> all by myself to go watch the Felice Brothers play. And um, it was an awesome time. They actually had another another really cool band opening for them that I still listen to. They're called Spirit Family Reunion. Oh, they're great. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. awesome. They do that one song, uh, No Separation. Yeah. Um, here, let me find it real quick. They're badass. Um, they remind me of like Edward Sharp where there's like, some chicks singing, some dudes yeah. singing. Oh, are you talking about Spirit Family? Reunion? Yeah, they're a little bit smaller than that, but they do. They're a little smaller. They've got like a violin player. Yeah, yeah. They've got a they've got a guy who looks like a straight up greaser from you know those movies, minus the leather jacket. But he has like the hair like that, and he has like the you know the cuffed jeans and like the white t shirt. And I, I swear to God, every picture I see him, like he was wearing this, and he was wearing it yep. that night for sure. <laughs> um. But yeah, they they're they're fun. Oh, nice. He has a great voice. And they opened with this song when I saw them open for the Fleece Brothers and I was just immediately into them. The banjo player in it saw this chick who's pretty fun. Yeah. Anyway, they're an awesome band to check out. Um, Spirit Family Reunion. So you saw the Fleece Brothers <coughs> that night, and you met yeah. them. Um, well, you first met I drank about a gallon of whiskey sodas before. Oh Jesus! Yeah, that's <laughs> I was, nice. I was too excited. I was taking a cab home, so I was like, oh, "Let's go." And you were alone at this show. I was right? alone at this. You go show. to shows alone. I really admire that. <laughs> I met these two girls there that were like really nice, um, and they were like really friendly. And they told me they'd give me a ride home, and then they just ditched me. <laughs> like, they just left. Like they didn't say anything. They didn't Aww. say bye. Um, and when I say home, I mean to my sad hotel room. Sad hotel yeah, room in Glendale. Not just a regular hotel room. It was yeah, a but sad anyway, hotel room. They lied to me. <laughs> but that is <laughs> neither here nor there. Like we were at this show, watching the Fleece Brothers. The only t I've seen them, how many times? Like seven times. I mean, I've seen times. them like four times. So you, you, yeah, you've seen them a lot. Yeah, and they, uh, they. They only have played Love Me Tenderly one time that I saw them. And it was this I've first time. I've never seen them play it. Oh, dude. It's so, so mean-spirited. to. I've screamed it over and over again at a yeah. concert at Speaking the Fillmore of once. Speaking <laughs> gallon of alcohol. Emily had a gallon of alcohol before that show. That wasn't that bad, but I definitely <laughs> was 
<laughs> yelling love me tenderly and they were like we're not gonna fucking play I that looked at emily i'm like emily <laughs> they're not playing this song they're not gonna play it. we've seen them two i think that was the time when we saw them three times in four nights yeah and um with they, connor burst yeah and yeah. ward yeah. and we'll get there that but was fucking badass um it but was it's the best show i've ever seen yeah me life. too um but they this show they played love me love me tenderly and it, it was pretty good but they do a weird version of it when i've seen them when i saw them they did it like uh double Slow? time oh no. fast so it was like like a whole song and then when the bottle of scotch parts hit it goes a bottle of scotch you know oh and then they slow down interesting water. yeah but anyway i was chilling at the bar hadn't been cut off um at this point which was good <laughs> And uh, I look over my shoulder, and uh, James Felice is standing there, like, trying to get a drink. Oh, shit. And I'm just, you know, drunk and a fan. So <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, I'm a huge fan of you guys, like, blah, blah, Aww, blah. And yeah. he's a super nice guy. He's a sweetie. Um, and I asked him when he was drinking, and we had, like, a bunch of tequila shots together. And oh, we shit. hung out and chatted. I got him to sign <laughs> my phone. <laughs> what? <laughs> How'd that work? I asked him to sign something, so I had him sign my phone. Um, <laughs> I, know. I can't picture this at all. That's awesome. I love it. Oh man, it was a weird. It was a weird night. They were all nice. Ian, I didn't meet Ian. I met. Um, I met James, and I think I met their violin player. Who? Let me look up his name. He's awesome. He's, yeah, he's blonde. A he's not a Felice brother, but no, he's, he's not one of the brothers. But I think he went to high school with them and stuff. Yeah. So James Felice, the one that you had tequila uh, shots with, is the accordion player. Greg Farley is the guy. Oh, Greg Farley's yeah, funny. Greg Farley. I've read his quotes in the interviews. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's he's a bitch and a, a fiddle player too. He, he unfortunately just left them. Him and their uh. longtime bass player Christmas. His name is literally Christmas. Um, maybe not literally, but that's what. His name is, for all intents and purposes, when related to the Felice brothers. So I met uh, I met Greg and and James, and they were really nice. They were probably like, "God, this guy needs to get home safely," or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But um, so yeah, that was when I met James and Greg. But yeah, I've never met Ian, or ne- you know, never met Simon. He wasn't playing with them at that point. Yeah, Ian's and sort of the artistic maybe bob dylany jim morrison he's really type. he seems really shy right yeah yeah he's sort of the introverted creative type i i, I feel my friend yeah my friends who have seen him before think that he's on drugs and i honestly don't know honestly don't know. i think he's just yeah i think he's just an introvert he's really cool though like he does a bunch of art too like he yeah. paints a lot like he does he's a great all painter. he did the Felice Brothers album cover, the chalk album. He did that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. It's gorgeous. Yeah, I hope so. But yeah. And he, he does a lot of paintings. He can actually f- like buy his art online, which is, he has really interesting paintings. So. Yeah. Um, I think he, I guess the three of the brothers write the lyrics together, but. I don't think James writes many lyrics. Okay. I think he like does a lot of the music, like oh, okay. a lot of the arranging all and right. stuff like that, especially with the keyboards and yeah and all that. So one of my uh, favorite parts of that song, Love Me Tenderly, <coughs> that we haven't touched on yet, is the um, the group backup vocals overlaying on the last chorus. How do we explain that? It's so weird and unique. Oh, yeah. In the end of the song, yeah. they just do, they do like two 
different melodies. Like right. there's a there's a dime sack and a diamond watch. Yeah, melody, the but chorus then there's like kind of going in the background. Through. There's like some guys kind of doing a group vocals. Yeah, and that that's a really cool uh, trick that they use where they have the group vocals doing one melody and then with different lyrics. Ian and doing his own melody. It's like a round. Well, it's not a round, but it's it's layered. It's layered lyrics like somebody singing something different in the background than what the main chorus is doing and it's so hard to pull off we tried to do it <laughs> when we covered the song we're like we should do this and like we tried to That's do it and we're like this sounds day where emily so forgot how to sing <laughs> this sounds so bad and it yeah it, we couldn't pull it off yeah, um no, and it. it's so hard to find those lyrics online and i think Stuart actually like just listened to it once and wrote them all down and they're just bizarre they're just yeah. weird it's uh, my dad had, or I wait, had an no, electric I had blanket. An electric blanket as a kid, and, and it, it burned, burned my, my feet. feet. Just weird <laughs> shit. And then it was my dad was elected fire chief again in 1983. It's yeah. just like, what are they talking about? It's but just creative. I love it. The Felice Brothers are really funny. They're a really interesting uh, band that that records a lot of lyrics about. Like I said, similar to Tom Waits, like about the downtrodden, yeah, um, so to speak. Like they create these characters and storylines, yeah, that are just they paint a whole picture. Yeah, and it's almost like a novelist would write a song. You know, it's like I need a beginning, middle, end. I need characters. Mm -hmm. I need you know. It's it's a very interesting way to go about writing a song. It gives you so much information. Yeah, and this next one that we're gonna play is called Frankie's Gun. Oh, nice. And there's a lot of theories about what this song's about. They don't really say that I've seen. I haven't found like an interview where they say it. But it's I think it's supposed to be about one of maybe Al Capone's um, oh. enforcers back in the day. Oh shit. <clears throat> and this guy was uh, basically skimming money off the top and uh he ends up getting shot by frankie boom bang 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 when frankie's gone so the um, the song is written in the first person of the guy who gets killed yeah and he's uh he's talking about like give that diamond to my sister and like it's just so there's so many <laughs> there's so much backstory and yeah it, he again he creates such a real character uh, they said it's a, so this is what I'm seeing is uh, some guy commented on some forum. I'm pretty sure the song's about Frank Nitti, N-I-T-T-I. -T -T -I. I don't know who that is. So it's Frank like a criminal? Fran Francisco, Francesco, ew, god darn it. Francesco um, would be Francesco, Italian, Francesco. Francesco, yeah. Francesco Raffaele <laughs> Um He was commonly known as Frank Nitti and nicknamed the enforcer was an Italian-American oh gangster shit. and one of Al Capone's top henchmen. Uh, Nitty was in charge of all money flowing through the operation, and he, um, yeah, so. Skimmed a little off the top. Maybe. Well, Frank kills the guy in the oh, song. Oh, Frank's yeah, the yeah. murderer. That's right. Bang, Frankie's bang, gun. Bang, 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 Frankie's gun. So it's, uh, it's about being killed by Frankie. How creative to yeah. write a song about that. I just My car goes Chicago. Every weekend I pick up some cargo. Yeah. It's Oh, it's fun. I think I know the buddy way by now, Frankie. Turn, <laughs> Turn the, the goddamn, goddamn radio down. down. Thank, Thank you. you. It's all very conversational yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so we think this song m could be about Frank Needy. God, I'm saying it so wrong. Apologies to Frank Needy's family out there. Francesco Raffaele Nito. <laughs> um, 
was good. That was Thank good. You. Uh, Thank you. You sounded a little Swedish chef yeah. there. Did I? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. All my accents are pretty off. <laughs> you just all of yours just go straight to Swedish chef. Mine goes straight to st- ooh, who the doo doo doo. Yeah, that's Swedish chef. Um, I'll be doing like a Minnesota. Well, Minnesota and Swedish is not far off. No, they're they they do have that kind of. I think a lot of their ancestors are like from Canada. That yeah. oh yeah, you betcha. Yeah. Oh, that was so bad. Oh, God. That was so <laughs> Apologies to everyone. I was trying to do a Fargo, and it just no. it just fell flat. It really Any, did. Anyway, this one's called Frankie's Gun by the Felice Brothers. It's also off their uh, chalk album, their self-titled one. So here you go. So that song about Frank Needy. I'm reading more about Frank Needy. It's kind of a bummer. Frankie's <laughs> Gun. Yeah, so I guess he uh, killed himself. Oh, um, well. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, he uh, was about to appear in front of the grand jury, I assume, for, you know, what, uh, whatever. Working with Al Capone. Yeah, I, I assume <laughs> for organized crime. Just associated yeah. with Al Capone yeah, is probably not a good thing. And uh, he, his wife left for church, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take a walk. And then he just started boozing really hard, Aww. loaded up a 32, no. started walking down the, the train Ken. tracks, and there were some workers. Yeah, this is Frank, Frankie. Um and uh, boom, he shot himself. In he front was of the workers? trying to shoot himself in the head. Whoa. Obviously, you don't shoot yourself in the head twice, right? Like, and succeed. So, anyway, the first shot, uh, it was his unsteady hand missed and passed through his fedora. Oh, tough choice of a uh, wardrobe there, Frankie. Um, it was a different time. I know, shot a bullet hole right through that fedora. It was before, you know, 90s <laughs> boy bands were wearing them. It was probably a cooler time. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not though. Well, it definitely was. Or was it? Definitely it? was. Fedoras were still okay back then. Kevin Federline hadn't fucking ruined them yet. Yeah, and then the second one, it got him. Got him. Uh-huh. So anyway, well, that's a bummer. His blood alcohol level was point two three, so pretty high. Oh yeah, that's, that's pretty high. Four times we'll the get you a DUI. Limit, yeah. yeah. Ooh. Well, three times. Yeah, but Jesus. Yeah. Three. T- yeah. Math. <laughs> <laughs> that podcast math, math will get you. <laughs> I was on the spot. So he uh, committed, quote, committed suicide while temporarily insane and in a despondent frame of mind. Uh, 57. But anyway, that's uh, apparently what that song's about, which is a super creative uh, way to go about songwriting. songwriting, That's something I love about the Fleece Brothers so much is they're not like, I love you, you love me, like, (laughs) you know, like that kind of songwriting where it's just like real obvious shit to write about like that yeah. anyone and their mom well, could write a song it's about and everybody a lot of people that write songs are writing first person songs like here's my experience and instead they're going they're telling here's a story. this yeah they're they're storytellers yeah. you know it's like here's this crazy shit that happened you know it's almost like a bonnie and clyde um and they just they they put themselves in another uh they have another song uh whiskey my whiskey where they're talking about murdering their bride or so it's just dar- it's dark it's uh but it's not real <laughs> it's it's total fantasy it's a classic like yeah that's like the classic like folk tale it's of folk a guy it's like blues yeah, yeah of like a guy seeing his woman run off another guy or catches him with another with f- guy with his friend sorry I catches think. her with another guy yeah and so he kills her like it's uh it's just like um where did you sleep last night? It's the same fucking yeah. premise. Or that um, Coulter Wall my song. Girl, uh, my girl. What, Kate McCannon or whatever? That Coulter Wall song? 
Yeah. Put three rounds into Kate McCannon. Yeah. We got to talk about Culture Wall one time on this podcast. Delia. We'll get them on a different episode. Delia's yeah, we'll get them on a different episode. One of those blues girls songs that. Yeah, it's it's storytelling, which I love because that's how songwriting started, right? It was like we're gonna tell these tales. Well, you have to imagine like all these because these are kind of like not that whiskey in your whiskey is recycled, but no, it's so I- unique. These ideas are recycled, like yeah. killing your you know killing your lover because she's down at the old ballroom with some other man, you know, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So you have to imagine maybe they're born of something that actually did happen, you know, and I mean that's happened. A bunch of times, people getting killed over lovers. John Henry disputes. was a steel driving man. Oh yeah, John. He's one of those yeah. guys that's like that a tall just tall tale thing. Yeah, yeah, tall, almost tall tales. Almost. Um, there's probably a little bit of truth. Like I said, Delia's one. I just know the Bob Dylan song, but if you look up Delia, um, yeah, who's Delia? Delia? I actually met a girl named Delia on Halloween. Girl yeah, she was nice. Around. Um, um sh- it's a b- and she dies in the song, and that's like some murderer that goes through a, a lot of blues songs have referenced this same girl um or delia yeah delia john henry it, there's a, there's a couple of these names that have sort of kept going through i'm trying to think of another example um but yeah that's that's what the felice brothers do now that no one else is doing it's yeah. so fun i'm you sure know? there's people doing it but i they, mean yeah. i mean they were doing it they were i think a lot of people credit the felice brothers with really helping uh, to start this kind of roots rock, folk rock uh, revival. Yeah. Because they were doing this in 2006, 2005. Yeah, so they're from upstate New York, and then they moved Catskill area, which we're familiar with. We got some family up there. Yeah. And then they, uh, the brothers all moved to Brooklyn and lived in like one apartment together, which is like the dream, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the songwriter's some, dream. Let's buy some bunk beds and live in Brooklyn. <laughs> and they were playing in the uh, in the New York City subway. Yeah, that's uh, that's famously, like they're famously, their, their Wikipedia start. says like, you know, they got their start in the New York City subway. Right. They have a song called Penn Station that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah. But... They were doing the street performer thing for a long, long, long time. They uh, eventually got to the point where they they opened a few shows for the Dave Matthews Band. It doesn't get much bigger than that. Like once you're opening, well, when we saw them, I guess Dave Matthews is bigger than Conor O'Burst, but we saw them with Conor O'Burst. Yeah, at hard, they played hardly strictly. Yeah, with Conor O'Burst and M Ward, they were all in the same kind of a uh, chunk of time. And then uh, we saw in twenty fourteen or fifteen, maybe. I have the poster right on my yeah, wall we here. Saw, <laughs> so they did a little run. It was Conor Oberst, M. Ward, and M. Ward is one of our biggest, biggest influences. So we were all we would have gone if it were just M. Ward. Or just the Felice Brothers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we like Conor Oberst, okay, but for us, it was all about M. Ward and the Felice Brothers. And it was so fun because, so you get the concert billing and it's like the Felice Brothers, M. Ward, Conor Oberst is the headliner, right? And then we walk into the show. We went to at least two of the shows, maybe three. I went to. You went three to three because you saw. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we saw them in Petaluma. We saw them in uh, San Francisco at the Fillmore. And what's so fun is we saw them in Petaluma, and like you get in the venue, you're standing around, you expect that the Felice Brothers are going to come out. Fucking all of them came on stage. Yep. Like immediately, like the l- house lights went down. Connor burst. M Ward. They all walk on stage, and Connor gets on the mic, and he's like, "We're going to do things a little differently for this show," and they just started all playing together. They all played together, yeah. And then some of them would leave the stage and then M. Ward would do a song by himself or then M. Ward and Conor O'Burst would be, do a song and 
or like the Felice brothers would do something. Like they just kept trading off, and they ne- no one. There was never a lull. Like you know yeah. how like you see three bands and there's like forty minutes between each band yeah. where you're just chilling. Like it was it was my favorite concert yeah. I've ever seen. It, it was, was incredible. Killer. And the yeah. first night we saw them in Petaluma, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, the second day was actually at Hardly Strictly that I saw them. And then the final night was the the, the best night, and that was at the film. That's a poster I have, October third yeah. or something. And that Fillmore show, the sound was dialed in. You could tell that the, it was like the tail end of their tour, so they were all really dialed in with each other. Really dialed in, and they were also kind of it was celebratory. It felt. Yeah, and they were awesome. They were. I mean, we've already said that. And a bunch they love. Of times. E- they really respect each other. Like yeah. Connor O'Burst had the Felice Brothers as his band, and he did a lot of his like Bright Eyes type of songs. But then he also sang their song. Uh, what a wonderful life, which is yeah. a Police Brothers song, and you can tell he's like, "I love the song. You guys, let me sing it." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I can't remember if he's saying the whole song they or were just also, like a verse. But the thing is, is they were also the backing band for M Ward. They and like, were. M Ward has M Ward these amazing, really amazing recordings where they're. I'm trying to remember the songs that they did now, but it was so long ago. But uh, it, it was a lot of M. Like they played Requiem. Oh, Requiem. And it was mentioned. with the Felice Brothers playing oh, Requiem, yeah. which is just awesome. And yeah. Like, if I, I would love to hear M. Ward's next album, like, with the Felice Brothers as a band. Uh, like, how cool would that be? If those, yeah, if they can all just do an album together, that would just be... Fa- but how fun that they're all just buds. Like, I love when yeah. bands that I love are friends, <laughs> for lack of a better friends. word. They're just friends yeah. hanging out and touring together. Like, isn't that the dream that you're just touring with... Because you're not touring with like, I think some bands tour together and they don't hang out and they don't really no. know each other very well and they they just kind of are working Dave together. Dave Matthews just goes back. Yeah, to Dave. Ma- they did they even hang out? I doubt it. Bus. You know. Yeah. And then you see a band where it's like they're playing all these songs together. They're clearly playing together. They're probably kicking it after the show together. Like, and you feel that vibe throughout the whole show, and it creates a real um, performance, a real show. Yeah, it's it not just, just felt, a regular. It felt show. really homegrown. It it felt really, it didn't feel forced at all. It felt effortless. It felt natural. Yeah, and it kind of felt like I don't know, like being in college and like going to a house and seeing a bunch of dudes jamming. But it was like a good jam, not one of Amazing. those you know hippie drum jams, but like an actual <laughs> like no a, like a shit. like a good one. You're like holy holy shit, this feels yeah. so organic, you know. Yeah. But um, that was uh one of our favorite moments in in music to be a part of that probably my fa- i've seen some pretty pretty good pretty great live shows um and that was probably my favorite just because as a whole you know there was no like weird opener where you're like what band is you know like <laughs> what the fuck is this um this could be me <laughs> why isn't that why me? are they playing um it was yeah it was it was just good throughout it, the music never stopped I, I loved all of it yeah me too i just loved it um, so really we've been championing this first album that they have, but they do have some good albums in addition to that. Um, I, I like their next one, uh, Yonder is the Clock as well. Yeah. Although it is a little more slow. It doesn't have quite the cool, like two and four, like, uh, drum driven songs right. that, uh, the Felice Brothers self-titled does, but it has some good ones and it has a good upbeat one that I really like. Uh, called, um, I think, oh, wait, is it this album? I'm trying to navigate my freaking phone right now, but of course I'm, it's impossible. Um, so yeah, Yonder's the Clock is the next song that came out a year later. And yeah, they're it is so 
productive. Yeah, they come out with it. They have if you look at their like albums in a row, it's like 2006, 2007, 2008, 2009, 2000. It's like holy shit, they're doing an album a year. Like yeah. what? <laughs> like, yeah. How? How are they writing? 12 songs a year that they're recording and pushing into these amazing albums. Yeah, so this next one kind of also has that gangsterish vibe to it. Oh, yeah. It's called Run Chicken Run. Oh, it's fun. And it's it's super fun, but it's ki- it kind of like reminds me of like a Gangs of New York type feel uh, for some reason. <laughs> like there's competing factions in this song and, he, and there's more characters too. Like he brings up a bunch of characters. Characters are and, his specialty. Um, yeah. Yeah. So this one is off Yonder is the Clock. Um, it's called Run, Chicken, Run by the Felice Brothers. Yeah, that song's pretty fun. It makes me, like I said, it makes me think of Gangs of New York for some reason. Like, there's all these characters, and they all seem like they have, like, some kind of, I don't know, uh, firepower in terms of, yeah. <laughs> of like, getting you somehow. Yeah. Like, uh, Madam, what's her name, banging the drum, and the barber guy, and, like, all these different characters in this. So, I don't know. That's kind of why I think about Games in New York, but they do that a lot in their songs. That, and, yeah, Tom, and like I've talked about world. Tom Waits a lot too, but he does that too, where they create characters, yeah. which is super cool. It's like it's like novelist shit. It's like what a writer yeah. would do. Like, okay, I need characters that we care about, and we're gonna follow, and we're gonna create this very. Vi- it's very visual to me. Yeah, you create a very visual kind of world in one song. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure what that song's actually about, <laughs> but uh, that's Ooh, what yeah. I picture it's about. Run, chicken, run. Um, anyway, <sighs> but the Fleece Brothers do have, like we were saying earlier, they're very, they're very productive. They have a ton of albums out, and and then Ian Fleece has a solo album out too. Simon Fleece has solo albums too. Does he? Yeah. Okay. The so drummer, nice. Yeah, that one uh, is uh, Yonder is the Clock. And Celebration Florida is their next one. And it's pretty weird. <laughs> um, they're Oh, we should play Fire at the Pageant. That's one we should play because that one is super Fire creepy. Yeah, that one's lo- super creepy. All their songs are a little creepy. I love it. Yeah, this whiskey one's my cr- it's about creepy. a guy like coming back from the dead. And... Uh, he like comes back. It's like a horror movie. Yeah, it is like a like horror pet movie. Pet Cemetery shit. Yeah, it is like Pet Cemetery. And it like starts um it starts like this fire. Anyway. Is that the one I'm thinking of? I think it is Fire the Pageant. Yeah. Anyway. So that one's really creepy. We'll play that one. And that what year is that album? Twenty This one uh came out in two thousand eleven. Okay. So we fr- we played that first couple songs off their 2008 album and then the last one was like 2009 2010 yeah, 2009 yeah and then Nine, and this and then one's this 2011 they're just yeah yeah they're really uh and th- this working yeah this celebration florida one is um i think minus simon felice we could be there still i'm not 100 percent. but um th- what's weird about this album is they got one of those weird like old school keyboards from like the 80s or something like that so there's the a lot of like <laughs> no 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 like one of those keyboards with like programmed like drums in it and stuff. Oh, so they have like some a, weird yep. stuff in it. I'm trying to find I can try to find some. They don't they're not all like that, but a lot of them have that stuff in it. So anyway, this one's called Fire at the Pageant. It's really creepy. It's uh So that one is again, they use like that weird uh electronic like synth. Yeah keyboard i was talking about and you can kind of hear it in the background there's not like a, p- a true drummer 
or drum track in it. it Interesting. Yeah. But they do a lot of that kind of stuff in this. Like Ponzi is their like lead. It's supposed to be their like single off the album, but I mean that's not really the kind of band they are. Like, but anyway. I like the. Uh, Again, they're doing that group vocals, and they do the child vocals. See, listen to this. Sh- yeah, the child vocals are kind of like creepy in it. Pink Floyd uh, wall shit. You hear you this? Know? That weird, like... Yeah. Now there's real drums. And real piano. But I'm reading this, and apparently they recorded this album in, like, a gymnasium. So it has, like, this big cavernous reverb to it that I thought they maybe added, like, post-production. Oh, but it turns out, like, they recorded It's just this. the venue itself. Yeah. So that's why this album kind of has that really, that really wide, wide, deep sound to it. Yeah. Man. Um, that, yeah, that album's pretty cool. It, uh, it's never been my favorite album, but I think I maybe just haven't given it the time that I should. Yeah. Because the first album, well, apparently that's their eighth album. I was reading this, like, Review. So <laughs> like really eight so I know they prolific, have like yeah. I think it's like live at the Arizona or something like that. They, oh, have, they have like a live album. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's even a live album. Or it's just called that. Yeah, it might just be called that. <laughs> they would do that. They have like uh Adios Amigo or Hola Amigo or <laughs> whatever that album's Hello called. Or goodbye. Yeah. Week. And then they have yeah. also um they have uh, what was the other one? Uh, oh, the Adventures of the Felice Brothers, <laughs> Volume One. Love it. And then, yeah. So th- apparently, th- this is their eighth album. I'm not buying it. Not buying it. But the Felice Brothers are—they definitely put out a ton of stuff. Yeah. A ton, and you can find it. Unfortunately, on Spotify, it just starts with the the chalk album. With two two thousand eight album. Yeah. But there's a couple albums before. So apparently, that. there are five albums that came before. Holy smokes. The wow. Felice Brothers self-titled, apparently. Damn. Yeah. They're right. They're working. And yeah. they're young, too. They were kids. Is it God Bless You, Amigo? Is that what it's called? It might be God Bless You, Amigo. Ugh. I don't know. Damn it. Yeah, that's what it's called. God Bless You, Amigo. Oh, that one's cool. It's like a bunch of uh, it's like a bunch of folk cover tunes and stuff oh, that are all like, kind of recorded in like a really easy, quick, dirty way. But it's it's a good one. I really liked it. I actually bought it. You can buy um, like an online um, version of it. That's pretty much it. Like they don't have hard copies of it for sale anymore. You got to get it online. It's the only way. Wow. And they don't have it on like typical streaming sites either. So yeah, that's really the only way to get it. Uh, but God bless you, amigo, is interesting. Let, let's look at the track listings on that one. That one's fun. Sail away, ladies. Okay. Sail Away Ladies is an Odetta song. Yeah, but that's what I mean. They do have yeah. a bunch of covers oh, that's on cool. here. Well, I don't know if Odetta is the original, but I know that she does a version of it. Ain't no use to sit and cry. It'll be a baby be. by and by. They do Cumberland Gap, which uh, they've played live a bunch of times. I think we've seen them play Cumberland Gap like a bunch of the times we've seen them. That's a good one. Cumberland Gap is fun. Um, Lincoln Continental is really good. Oh, Lincoln Continental is one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. What album's that on? God Bless You, Amigo. That's a really good song. It says this one came out in 2012. I've been thinking about you, Lincoln. Yeah. Continental that's it. That's it. But that's, then that's one of my favorite songs of theirs. So apparently they didn't release that one on Spotify or streaming services because I'm reading online that this one came out in 2012. Link, um, Lincoln Continental? Yeah. Huh. 
and a bunch of other stuff. Eight traditional and 12 of the band's own songs that had not been previously recorded. Okay, so they had like a bunch of old songs that they just need to get the hell out, basically. But they didn't release it on streaming services, so you can't get it. You have to buy it. Like online, um, it says... it's kind of weird. It was released only on their website in 2012, allowing fans to choose how much to pay with a minimum of, minimum of $5. So they went along with that whole fad back in 2012 of, uh, <laughs> who was it, Radiohead or someone that was like, pay for whatever, or pay whatever you want for my album. It was Radiohead or... Like backers. No, I, I was going to say U2, but U2 did that thing where they're like, we're just going to put it on your phone. I know, and then you can't get it off. You're like, That's fuck, bullshit. get it yeah. off my phone. I think you're right that Radiohead was the first band to go, hey, we're going to release this album online and you yeah. can pay like a sliding scale situation. Yeah. And Radiohead, obviously, it sounds very similar to Radio Keys because they copied us. No. Yeah, they copied us. I don't know we, what's going we on. We saw Radiohead... Or I saw Radiohead back in 2008. um, And that's why I started the band Radio Keys, because I saw the Black Keys, and then they played on the other side of the fairground from Radiohead. So I was trying to tell my friend um, that I went to see the Black Keys and Radiohead. And then she kept calling it the Radio Keys concert for some reason. (laughs) Just like (laughs) conflated both the names. The Radio Keys concert. I mean... Radiohead Black Keys concert and like Radio Keys concert. So eventually the Radio Keys, Radio Keys just kind of yeah. yeah, she said it like probably like five or six times like in a row. <laughs> Where you're like it's hammered into your yeah. brain. Yeah. And that was originally my solo project that I did. Um I started out with it. Um Yeah. And then when I'm you were like, playing like open mics post your rock and roll band yeah. by yourself. Yeah. Acoustic open mics, you were you were Radio Keys. I was Radio Keys. Yeah. Now we are Radio As opposed Keys. to just, hi, I'm Stuart, which I think <laughs> is cool. I think when you are in a, when you go acoustic or solo, it's it's fun to have a name. I am Radio Keys. I am <laughs> Radio yeah. Keys. Yeah, but that's kind of where that came from. But we saw I saw Radiohead. They were pretty, they were pretty awesome. That was back in Outside Lands 2008, I think. And I think someone died that night. What? I think I think um at the concert? Yeah, I think someone got trampled. Maybe a maybe Oh, that's a, a child. Oh, that's a bummer. I don't like that. No. It was such a bummer situation because I don't think San Francisco really realized how big Outside Lands was at that time. Yeah. And they didn't do a good job coordinating with the public transportation yeah. to like get people out of oh, there. Oh yeah, you could barely get out. I think it was you and April trying to get out or was that Harley? April and strictly? I were trying to get out, yeah. Yeah. And you had you were like forced your way into a bus and they were like, We're full, but it's the last fucking bus. It was the last bus like, to the last bar need. train. Yeah, it's like we there's there, no there weren't way. Ubers there back then. There was no Uber. Yeah. <laughs> the taxis were super sketchy in yep. in the Bay Area at that point. I, I used to take when I was waitressing in Oakland and living in Berkeley. Nope. I used to yeah. take taxis sometimes, and they were just sketch. It, 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 like they'd just be like, "Hey, I'm gonna charge you double because it's Friday," and it's like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. At, when they drop you off, they're That's like, "Actually, old it's surge. double." Old school yeah, surge. old school surge. <laughs> where you're just like, "What?" And it's like, I, anyway, I yeah, I uh, and there's no accountability. Um, the one thing I do like about Uber as a as a lady that's traveling on these services, it's like there's actually a record of them picking you yeah. up and shit. It's not like there's y- a 
there's a f- an internet like footprint or whatever yeah. you want to yeah as opposed to just some random <laughs> taxi drivers picking you up and hopefully dropping you off but anyway <laughs> back in back in 2008 Sorry. i was maybe not 21 yet i think i was 21 you turned tw- 21 in 2008 because i yeah. turned 21 in 2010 so it's yeah. not like we could just and it's not like we even had that much money back then not that i'm rolling in it now but we, it's not like we could just go to the bars for the entire night and then grab, you know, a taxi all the way back. So we had to get on this bus, and then we had to take that bus to get on the last BART train because they didn't extend it to, like, 3 o'clock in the morning or whatever. It was Dude, like BART, still, BART is the Bay Area Rapid Transit. That's yep. what BART stands for. So it's our subway system in San Francisco, Oakland, Berkeley, wherever. And uh, it's it's all right. Uh, it, it's not 24 hours. No. It, it, it stops at, like, 12.30 or This one stopped at, I think, 12. So like they didn't, it's bullshit. They didn't and then it starts again it. at four. It's like, can you just stay open for? four Yeah, they more didn't hours? extend it. Drunk driving will go down. Like everything will be better, but yeah. So long story short, I think someone got trampled because everyone was trying to get home to this last yeah. BART train slash buses. Yeah. We got onto a bus, and we were standing like in the stairway of the entrance of the bus, you know, and the guy was like, oh, I'm not leaving until you guys get out. And then I'm like, well, I guess we're not leaving then because I'm not getting out. Yeah, we're, <laughs> it's the last we're, we're not going to get home. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so eventually everyone in the bus just started yelling at the bus driver to just go. And <laughs> dick. So then he like, you know, huffed and puffed and like closed the doors and drove. And we got to Bart Good for you. and we made it back. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Sometimes you just got to be an asshole. <laughs> this was crazy. So you don't sleep in the park. This was right when the the Black Keys had released, I think, Attack and Release was 2008 the sounds right. 2007 Attack. or 2008 is Attack and Release because I think I was like... April 1st, 2008. Yeah, it was my senior year of high school. So they had just released this album and this was the album that I feel like kind of got them to that next level of being famous. Oh, that first track is so bitchin'. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to. Uh, yeah, we saw we saw the Black Keys. Let's humble. Back. I mean, El Camino is like six. Uh, I don't know. I think it was also 2008. I think we saw them earlier that year. Maybe, but it might have been their next album, El Camino, that uh got them really big because that's when Lonely Boy came out and like that oh, was the, Lonely that was Boy the song. and Gold on the Ceiling were like yeah. their big. Ding. Da, 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 da. I love yeah, that. yeah, that's a great song. But yeah, this one has like "Psychotic Girl," "Strange Times," "I Got Mine," which they always play. "I Got Mine," and that one's last. They always such play a it last. Song. That uh, first song, "All You Ever Wanted," is my my takeaway. I love that song. Oh man, yeah, we we saw this one. Uh, Ralph Carney plays the the jaw harp, which is like this super. It's low. like a giant harmonica. It's like a bass it harmonica. It looks like a huge harmonica. And when we yeah. saw Emily and I saw them in San Francisco a different time. I think we saw them like the day after this album came out. Literally, it was at the uh, Warfield in yeah. the Tenderloin, the yeah. worst part of San Francisco. And, <laughs> <laughs> and we and awful. Ralph Carney actually played. And another cool thing about this album is Mark Re. I think it's Rebo. God, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, Rebo. Uh, played some lead guitar in it, and he is best known to me as the dude who plays lead guitar on almost all of Tom Waits' songs. Oh shit! Yeah, how'd they get that guy? I don't know, but he does. He does. They're all playing in Nashville. Mark Rebo is really yeah. unique and really cool, and he's a very influential guitar player to me. Um, 
But anyway, so <sighs> that's when uh, we saw the Black Keys. I saw them another time that year, and I've I've seen them a bunch of times. But I've seen them a lot, my whole point yeah. about it was this was incredible because radio Radiohead was huge back right. then. Yeah. But like the Black Keys were coming up, but they weren't quite there yet. Yeah. And um, the thing was is. I think Radiohead started like 20 minutes after the Black Keys started right. that night. But they were at, playing at, at the around lands, the same time. At Outside Lands. Yeah. So I hate when they do that and you're like, God, so I it was both all these way, bands. all the way across the, f- the, the festival, right. the fairgrounds, whatever you want to call it. And so everyone went to go see Radiohead. Everybody. Oh, so the Black Keys stage was There was like 80 great. of us watching the Black Keys. Oh, that's awesome. And we're like... We were like waving to them and like yelling at them like a bunch of idiots, you know, because we're twenty and yeah, they were receptive. They were like, "Hey, hi." I you saw know. them. I think it's the second time I saw them, but it was in Concord, where we're from, and it Concord? was a uh, it was a fest. It was a uh, it was at the Concord Pavilion where we both graduated high school. Oh, shout out Concord Pavilion! Yeah, it's now the Sleep Train or some bullshit. But anyway, they were playing. They were like opening for this like uh, fundraiser festival, and the headliner was Cheryl Crow. Oh. And there was like a couple bands more famous than them and less famous than Sheryl Crow that played in between. They were like the first band. I think, oh, Cat Power played too. Cat Power played oh. before. So me and Carrie got tickets for like 20 bucks. Okay. And we were, we were like five rows from the stage. Wow. And the Black Keys went on. It was like seven bands. So it started at like 1 p.m. or some shit. So we go in. No one's there yet. They're all like, we're going to go see Sheryl Crow tonight, but we're going to show up at like eight, you know? And so this... <laughs> the concert started. I think Cat Power played before the Black Keys. She's, I love Cat Power. She's great. So she plays. She was like walking. I've never seen her live. She's she's a little low energy live when I saw her. But I I blame Have the I seen her live? no I blame the audience because Carrie and I were in the like f- again fifth row, standing dancing screaming and yelling like we're at a Beatles concert and everyone around us is like sitting down. <laughs> quietly watching cat power and then the black keys come on as a two-piece this is probably right around 2008 2009 and uh it's daytime like it's an outdoor concert uh it's an outdoor venue it's daytime so they come out in the daylight which is always a little you know half the stadium's empty we're on the floor there's empty seats all around we could have literally like walked up to the stage like nobody gave a shit it was very low energy audience because they're like we're here to see cheryl crow and everybody's <laughs> old and we didn't even stay for cheryl crow we're cheryl? like no no shade on cheryl. <laughs> I, cheryl i love her but we were like we're going to see the black keys and they played and we were like dancing and standing the whole time you they definitely saw plays us way too much cheryl crow is our dad he loves Shoko. He loves Shoko. But it really is just that one song who is like, I like a beer in the morning. Da, 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 da. Yeah, he's what the fan. fuck is that song called? Um, Every little day. Yeah. So anyway, I saw, I saw them in that situation. And <laughs> oh, they is, is it called Beer Buzz? No, it's not. No. No. All I want to do. Okay, is thank have God. Some fun. Yeah. Whew. I like Shoko. She's cool. I like her. But um, yeah, the. poor black keys they were like playing to this sleepy middle-aged 2 p.m crowd and uh that was one of my favorite concerts because like they didn't give a shit their energy was 100 percent. they were just like running around the stage they were so good they're so fun i just saw i saw them at oracle arena in like 2010 way later when they like like 2012 it was post gold yeah post gold on the ceiling when they and uh they had that one 
bass player dude. He just died recently. Fuck, what's his name? He was like a super I underground. Didn't know their uh, bass player passed away. I must have seen them in New York City with him because I remember uh, they were doing like Everlasting Light or something. I get uh, or something where they needed a bass player and a keyboard player, and they brought these dudes out. Here, Maybe it was me, the Attack and Release dude. album. Um, I think I saw him in New York and then Boston. Uh, but this is a good website. It's called Dead Musicians 2008. No, I'm kidding. Not kidding though. That's literally what it's called. Um, That's sad. I know. Fuck. All right. Is it? Is it going to be thumbnails? I can't deal with that. It's a sad name. I know. Th- maybe. Maybe I'll look up Black Keys. B- bass, bass player. player? So what was the album that they got the rhythm section on? Was it Attack and Release? I don't. I think, think it was they did. Attack and oh, Release. Oh, Richard Swift. He's. He's actually a really cool. Um, he's actually a really cool artist in his own right. He does a lot of uh, solo stuff, and he just passed away. This well, last now Dan year. Arbach is touring on his own, and he's. Uh, I actually saw him when he toured with his first album, Keep It Hid, in like. Yeah, you saw them in like Jack London Square. I saw no, I saw him at uh, Bimbo's no. oh, in Oakland. Not- Oh, yeah, that's not Jack London Square. It's like though. a club. Yeah. It was small. I just remember just walking up to the stage like no one gave a shit. Like, uh, and it was. How dare people? They just don't care. Well, they were just chilling. Like, yeah. we, we had a table. We were just chilling. It was like that kind of concert where there's no is, pushing. Keep it's it amazing. It is so good. It's amazing. Like, his new solo album new got, album. like, pretty big. and But Keep It Hid was on a really song. good. Yeah, it's, it's a lot different from Waiting on a I Song. I saw him tour with Waiting on a Song, and he's got this like beast band. He has like the drummer that played on Son of a Preacher Man. <laughs> he has like this dude like, that recorded with Elvis. He has like Elvis. Or he has like Johnny Cash's bass player. Yeah, he has Johnny Cash's fucking bass player, and it's just like, how? What? Like, how did yeah. you pull together this band? And it's just all these kind of older dudes that live in Nashville, and they're like, yeah, I'll tour with you. Like, I'll I'll record with you. And yeah, well, anyway, well. Dan Auerbach is so incredible because to talk about a blue collar, like work ethic. He like yeah. treats music like a nine to five, eight to he five does. job where he, he goes studio. to the studio. He has a studio. He goes every day yeah. and works on something every day, no matter yeah. what. Like he just treats it like a job, which is what everyone should do and what I'd really like to do. Yeah. Um, and he, he said that he wrote, for the Waiting on a Song album that came out recently, maybe 2016 or 17, it's like 10 songs. I think it's 10 songs. And he says they wrote like, a hun- they recorded like 100 and cut That's it down. So they cut the fat. Yeah, they yeah. were like, oh, here's the 10 best out of the eight, maybe 80 that yeah. they wrote in a year. And because yeah. they're, work- they're working on music 40 hours a week, it's like, yeah, yeah. you should if have 80 songs. <laughs> you should if, have at least 80 yeah, songs. If not more. And yeah, yeah. He, I think he actually has like a, a house band that it, he also just pays them to like show up to. Yeah. Like, and then we're going to, and they're these badass musicians that do this gnarly bass part of this. A gnarly bunch of piano gray part. beards. Yeah. Who are out there just killing it. Just killing it. But yeah. The thing I thought about that album is I thought it was a little, uh, formulaic at first, like in terms of, uh, song structure, the song structure, yeah. like where there'd be like a lead line that just got it, got repeated maybe a little too much. It's got a little bit of that underbelly of like Beatles pop, but there not not Bieber wh- pop, where but was, Beatles pop. Yeah, yeah, where it's like sixties pop. But what I'm yeah. going with that is with Keep It Hid is 
it's Weirder. not like that at all. Like yeah. there's a lot more. It's not formulaic variation between the different sections of the song. It's not yeah. as formulaic. From I like, agree with. I can agree with that. This is the verse, you know, and it sounds the same every verse. Yeah, he just has some weirdo songs on there that he are did. great. But keep it hit is a great album. Yeah, great album. Jeez, how do we get on Radiohead and all that shit? Um, well, back to the police. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this next song that we wanted to talk about was from Favorite Waitress, which I guess they probably had a few songs in between. I mean, sorry, a few albums in between. Um, what year's Favorite Waitress? It's, it's 2014. Recent. Yeah. But I so I God Bless You Amigo came out in 2012. I think you bought me the vinyl because I have the vinyl of Favorite Waitress. Oh, I'm and, so uh, nice. I'm such a good so brother. Sweet. And um, every podcast you talk about a vinyl I bought you. Yeah, you've <laughs> <laughs> you got me a few pretty pretty solid ones. Yeah. Early Tom Christmas Waits, comes which but you once know a I year. love. Leon Bridges coming home. You bought me. Um, and yeah, this this album, favorite waitress, and this the one we're gonna play is my favorite track off it, hands down. And I the first time I heard it was actually live, which is always fun. The first time I heard them do it was live, and I remember watching the fiddle player just rip on this song. Because the riff is total violin. Like, it's driven by the violin. Dude, we need to go... Sorry, I was looking at their discography. We need to listen to some of these other albums, man. Yeah. They got Ian Town, which came out in 2005. Through These Rains and Gone, 2006. Tonight at the Arizona. Not live at the Arizona, like I said. Tonight at the Arizona. Um, two th- uh, what was that, 2007? They're kids. Adventures of the Fleece Brothers, 2007. And the... Fleece Brothers, two thousand eight. If they're yonder's the clock, two thousand nine. If they're our age, that's they're teenagers. Celebration, Florida, two thousand eleven. Jesus. Then God bless you, amigo, two thousand twelve. Yeah. Favorite waitress, two thousand fourteen. Yeah. So I guess two thousand thirteen, they're probably on the road. Um, but yeah, this one does have that like really cool driving violin part. Yeah. And that's Greg Farley, the dude that I met. In yeah. Hollywood. He kills it live. Yeah. He really does. Nice guy. He's a big guy, too. He's, like, pretty... pretty. He's very blonde. He looks yeah. very Scandinavian. Um, yeah. I, I love the lyrics in this song, too, because they're just weird. It's about... it's from, Again, it's Ian being from the perspective of, like, a different character, and he's from the perspective of a circus lion yeah. in, like, the... Just a beaten down Early animal, 1900s you know? yeah. or something, where it's, like, I was... He gets captured, and then he's, you know, the crowd's paying... Um, a child for a dollar. Like yeah. they're paying to come see this lion and he's in a cage. Poor, poor guy. And he used to be like roaming around. It's just such a bizarre yeah. song, but it's such a good song. Yeah. So yeah, I just, I love how creative it is. And this, this album does have a lot of good songs on it. Um, for me, the, the, the part of, uh, or sorry, the, the part of the, w- of the Felice brothers that I like the most is they're like really heavy backbeat two and four stuff. Like in the Fleece Brothers Chalk album and yeah. a few others, and there are a few of those kinds of c- kinds of tunes, but they get fewer and fewer between as the albums kind of go on. Yeah, and um, this this one has different music. Like Meadow of a Dream is really good, and Bird on Broken Wing is really good. Oh, I love Bird on Broken Wing. This little, yeah, it's like a yeah, but again, it's more like Ian Fleece, like kind of sad bastard a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Um, because it's the first track. They start yeah. on a yeah. But I really like this song, and I forget how much I like this song. It's a, it's yeah, it's a great one. I wonder where they rec- I think they recorded this one was like 
This album, I think, was one of their like first re- like studio albums that they recorded in like a real professional type studio. Yeah, I think their other ones they said they recorded in like a chicken coop in upstate New York. That sounds about right. Literally, like I was reading an article, it was like we recorded this in a chicken coop in upstate New York. Like, who knows if that's real or not? But um, God, they also have cherry licorice on this album. Yeah, cherry All licorice. All I want to eat is cherry licorice. Yeah, I don't care if it sounds ridiculous. And Saturday night's <laughs> a good one. Yeah, I don't. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's get to it. This one's called Lion. Uh, by the Felice Brothers off of Favorite Waitress. That one's fun. I forgot about the the outro where it's kind of like you can obviously tell. Sorry, oh, the it drum. Speeds up. Yeah, the sp- yeah, it doesn't really. I don't know if it speeds up, but it has like that different feel change. But you can tell that Simon Felice is gone at this point. Like the drums are a lot more complex. There's like a little more going on with them. Yeah. Um, where Simon Felice is always like on the back end of the beat, like laid yeah. back drums nothing too complicated just doing the doing the job Love and this that. guy is definitely a little more extra in his drumming <laughs> than <laughs> simon felice yeah but i think i think it's still a great tune it reminds me of like i mean i know it's Even about like a simon it's about like a lion in a circus but it has that kind of sinister carny vibe to it circus like a dark it's just funky yeah Yeah, i like that one it paints quite a picture yeah and that that album i mean the fleece brothers have that vibe throughout their whole discography really sinister yeah Yeah. (laughs) dark like you feel like it's like a serial killer who's writing these lyrics or something Mm -hmm. like there's actually a song off the chalk album that's like kind of like that it's uh um what's it called well whiskey and my whiskey is about that one's about killing killing somebody um where is it? Uh, Ruby May. Mm. That one. This one's like about... Uh, he sees like this girl um, in a cabaret show or something like that. Yeah. And uh, he, he waits for her to like get off. And then oh, no. he like follows her. And then no. he like... <laughs> yeah. No. And then, <laughs> I get and I so think, upset. And I think what happens <laughs> is he like ends up killing her. And like the... The he they don't actually say that he killed her, but he says how low down was I to Ruby May, and then there's like a right where the push comes to shove in the lyrics where he's like following her. Yeah, there's like a a break where there's like a lot of dissonance in the accordion oh. and a lot of like weird drums where it's like all sound effects where it's like boom, boom, boom. It's like, very it's very theatrical. Yeah, it's very well, theatrical. Well, in you'll notice in Frankie's Gun is it Frankie's Gun where they do the oh no I'm thinking about something else sorry but there's there, it's almost it's that. Which one are you thinking about? It's that thing where music, uh, it's, it's trying to sound like the, the lyrics or whatever. It's trying to sound yeah. like the theme of the song, which I always love because yeah. that's very like, I don't want to say Broadway because it's not quite <laughs> Broadway. Like that's a lame way to put well, it. Well, it's like in the Christopher Denny podcast when you were talking about yeah. like the tuba coming in when they start talking about New Orleans. That's like, a great example. Yeah. yeah. It's something like You that. know what song I was thinking of? It wasn't a Felice Brothers song. It was uh, M. Ward's Requiem, where they do the drum part that goes, ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta, and it sounds like a gunshot, and they're talking about this guy that was in the war. Oh, uh, yeah. That, yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's yeah, it's, it's visualizing with sound. It's, it's kind of creating, it's yeah. like the fox and the hound. It's like the fucking fox and the hound. 
Where Wait, it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not the Fox and the Hound. I was like, isn't that um, like a movie? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's what uh, is the Fox and the Hound? Not the Fox and the Hound. What am I thinking? No, the Wolf. Oh God, the it's oh Peter and the Wolf. Peter and the Wolf. Yeah, Thank yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I'm What's like the, the fox, fox and the hound. <laughs> <laughs> no, Peter and the Wolf is what I was thinking of because I remember in Peter and the Wolf, like every instrument is a character. So like the flute is an animal. No, fox the and the wolf. hound is like a cartoon. What though. the hell? Yeah, I'm talking about. So, so but you, I thank you for coming up with Peter and the Wolf. So Peter and the Wolf <laughs> is ninety three percent of people like that movie though. Fox and the Fox hound. Fox and the hound is a great movie. Sixty nine percent Rotten Tomatoes. Sixty five percent. So wait, go to go to Peter and the Wolf. So Peter and the Wolf. Um, the wolf is a certain instrument. I just remember being in band in elementary school, and we we did Peter and the some Wolf. Some low brass and yeah, uh, every instrument. Duck. Yeah, every duck is a different animal. Right. By uh, who is it? Pro- Pro- Prokofiev. Yeah, Prokofiev. it's but it's so cool to think like, all right, we're gonna paint a picture of, we're gonna <laughs> musically paint a picture of yeah. this story. You know, instrumentation. Let's click there. Yeah, the instrumentation is the bird is the flute, the yeah. duck is the oboe, and they all have their like own. Not only are they the instrument, but they have like a melody. For yeah, each one. they have their own little like a uh, voice. The cat is the clarinet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like clarinets. Now whenever we see Django around here, we'll be like, <laughs> just start to play. I Cue the clarinet. Be a little music. annoying, like clarinets. Um, oh, the wolf is French horns. Something that I used to play back oh, in middle school. Oh, you did. Yeah. Uh, the hunters are the woodwind and trumpet themes, and Peter is the string instrument. Yeah. Anyway, there was a really creepy video of this. Uh, cartoon? Yeah, cartoon. I remember it, yeah. And it terrified me when I was a kid. Yeah, it's scary as hell. Yeah, it terrified me. I don't know why they're showing children Where his that. grandpa like has like a wolf shadow, and it's like a very scary like wolf in sheep's clothing like kind of vibe oh, to it you know shit. yeah i, I want to know the artist that made that because that's yeah. it's very cool yeah. super super creepy but yeah the fleece Way brothers do a lot of Fox that and the hound which uh i don't know why <laughs> i love that you knew that's like i was like sibling brain where you're like, like oh you mean peter and the wolf and so <laughs> i'm s- naming the wrong animals completely <laughs> um but yeah the fleece brothers do a lot of that where it's like they're uh first of all they're all their songs are like just old school storytelling which is so yeah. cool from whatever perspective that's not their own we could play like 20 songs oh Brothers. they're and so like weird they're, and they funky. have so many yeah. good ones and they're they have they all are good in their own ways like i'll just i'll just shout out a few that we didn't play and that i love like take this bread take off this their bread. chalk album is incredible they, and in take this bread they say my neighbor odetta so they're like name dropping go. odetta which is so fun Came by to see if I was feeling better. Yeah. <laughs> it's just fun then, rhyming. Uh, it's like, what? The Greatest Show on Earth is great. He name drops Doris Day in yep. Greatest Show Doris on Earth. Doris Day. Um, um, I like Cooperstown. That one's about baseball and like oh the yeah. Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, the Hall of Fame is in, Baseball Hall of Fame is in Cooperstown, New York. Yeah, we, we actually went there yeah. last year. It's pretty cool. Um, I really like Oliver Stone, which is kind of a really sad, slow song about yeah. uh, the movies and, and stuff like that. Um, Dallas is great. Yeah. God, man, they have so many good songs. Life in the Dark. Lincoln Continental is one of my favorites. It's a bummer because, so, the I think Life in the Dark is probably not their strongest album, but because it came out around the same time as Spotify and all that shit because Favorite Waitress, what, came out in 2014? Like, Spotify wasn't really super popular yet. Right. 
It was it was there, but it wasn't like it is now. Trying to remember like when I now. prescribed, subscribed. So <laughs> Not you prescribed. Got the, <laughs> nope, that's you got medicine. the Spotify prescription. When I finally yeah. did, yeah, when I finally like started paying for Spotify, um, was probably like two Great years ago. Great investment. Two years ago, it's ten bucks a month, and I can listen to whatever the hell I want at work yep. for eight hours a day. It's I remember definitely Anna worth introduced it. it to me because yeah. uh, we were teaching, or I was teaching for her, and it's a great way to like bring up any song at any time to be like well, any song yeah some kid is and like oh i want to listen to yeah. you know green day and you're like okay green day so like, and, and it's boom. not fucking youtube with their ads where you pull it up and oh, it's, it's like the fucking worst i hate it so much yeah. oh it's the worst or it's like some frankenstein version of the song that some asshole uploaded with like some stupid um slideshow <laughs> and you're uh-huh. like this isn't <laughs> what is it like we were trying to look up 99 red balloons the other day and it came up with uh on youtube the first one that pops up is like the remix and we're like we don't want to hear the remix bam, bam, of 99 bam, 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 red balloons we want to hear the bum, 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 yeah just the english <laughs> english version from the 80s yeah Anyway, Not, yeah. yeah. The, so Spotify, Spotify is great for that. It's dude, really that great German that. one has all those like weird synth breaks in it. I love the German one. Yeah, I'm surprised right. I don't have like a keyboard that's like pew, 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 <laughs> like halfway. <laughs> Why? I don't know what I'm talking about. Why? Anyway. Fuck all it. Right. Yeah, there, there's a there's. So what I was trying to say is that there's it's kind of a bummer that that was the one that was released most recently. Now that Spotify is huge, because all of the most listened to Felice Brothers tracks are like, I guess Frankie's Gun is the most listened to, but wow. it, like Aerosol Ball is up there and like Plunder, and they're not their strongest songs. Like not strongest, they're not bad. They're just yeah. not the strongest. Um, so yeah. I I didn't even really want to play one off of Life in the Dark. Honestly, we don't need to. Yeah. Um, you can look it up. I wanted to play. <laughs> well, we could look it up. I we'll mean. end on a we'll end on a strong note. Yeah. I think. Well, anyway, I think we're probably going to wrap this up pretty soon. We've kind of been bullshitting a lot, but also got a lot of tunes in. I think this is out of the, I think we've only done three podcasts so far, and this is the most music we've been able to fit into. We're still trying to figure this out. Well, they're so so eclectic with their song type, uh, the way that they write, and yeah, it's all very different. So what do you got going on this week, Emily? Anything fun or interesting? Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) You got, you got that concert uh, that you're gonna go. Yeah, we're going to a concert in Napa next week, and I I think I'm not gonna say who it is because I think we should podcast about it. Because um, I I'm trying to introduce Stuart to this pretty low key band. Um, so hopefully that'll work out. And that's in Napa. That's in Napa. Yeah, and then uh, beyond that, I think we're gonna visit some family. It's November. Well, we so have practice on Friday. Yeah, we're, we're gonna, gonna get together and learn practice. a few new songs. We're doing like "Friendship" by Chris Stapleton, which is a cover. But we're yeah. we have like a bunch of shows coming up where we're playing for like we three have, hours. Like, five in December. We have so many shows in December. We actually went over all of our songs that we have today, and like we, we have, have almost thirty originals. Yeah, that if we not play. more. I don't think we hit them all. But yeah, we, we, have, we have a couple half-written, half-ass <laughs> songs. Oh, sorry. I have They're a couple of They're all full-ass songs. songs. They are full. They're full butt. Yeah. But <laughs> I... C- <laughs> <laughs> They're full-ass songs. Uh, but we've Where got did the expression half-ass come from? Because it's yeah. such a weird thing to say. Um, <laughs> I So I have like five... I, I made a list today of all the songs that I'm in the process of writing that are halfway written. Because I'll do this ADD thing where I'm just like... Oh, you know, I'm gonna I'll start writing a song. I'll get a verse in, and I'll get half the chorus, and I'm like, I'll come back to that, and then I just 
stick a pin in it for a year yeah. and I never yeah. finished it. So I, 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 I made a my, list of those. I do that my voice recording app a lot. Oh, my voice recording app is so convoluted. It has like I'll 50 like scroll recordings. down and it'll be like idea in A from like 2016. All, mine is I'll be like, fuck, that's a good idea. Why didn't I do anything with it? Mine is all Untitled 27, Untitled 28. <laughs> and I'm like, Get what is organized, this? Get organized, And I listen to it and I'm like, oh, it's this, but then I don't title it. It's a, it's a yeah. yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working that's on a it. big bummer. But yeah, I'll find some gold in there. I'm like, oh, this was gold. And it's always when I'm like driving. I'll be driving and I'm like, and I say to Siri, I don't, you know, I'm not using my phone when I'm driving. Hey, I'll say Siri. to Sarah, I'll say open voice recorder, and then I'll record me singing something a cappella as I'm driving in my car, and then forget about it for a and month, then and then go back me. and see it and be like, oh shit, that that was a yeah, good little send them nugget. To me generally, and I'll like them, and yeah. then I'll be like, let's do uh, let's do it. Sometimes we do it, and sometimes uh, we don't always do it. Songwriting, it doesn't but all make it. Breaking news is I am. Uh, leaving Santa Barbara. Breaking news. Yeah. This month. It's November yeah. 2018. And you are currently still living in Santa Barbara, technically. Right now yeah, we're in I'm San Helena. I'm paying the old rent is what's happening. Yeah. I'm not there right yeah. now. I'm in, obviously in San Helena here. But yeah. I'm going to probably, I think we're going to go back there for Thanksgiving and then uh, kind of pack you, out yeah. after that. Do a little Friendsgiving down there. Yeah. Which is always fun. Buddy Bacon and Colin will be hosting. Maybe Weaver will be around. I'll bring some nice vino. Ooh. I'll make a side. Maybe I'll Do make my, my famous uh, cauliflower mash. Dude, bacon. Yeah, you should for the record. But bacon. bacon hella butter in it. <laughs> yeah. And sour cream. And that's, so, yeah. That's let's that. yeah, let's so make up for the no carbs with dude, a lot of fats. Last I'm into year, it. Uh, bacon. Made uh, so he he goes. So Stuart's friend's name is Tyler Bacon. Yeah. So, so that's name, when we, we say bacon, bacon, we, we all mean call him Tyler. Bacon. Yeah, it's his nickname. And it's a great uh, nickname. So Bacon and his family there they go hunting a lot. So he has like his sister just shot. Well, not just. I guess it was over a year ago, but just shot an elk. So she had. I mean, elk elk are like big big animals. Yeah. And they're really lean and, and they muscular and athletic. Meat. So yeah. like that that meat is so good for you and. And yeah. just so so tasty too, and he like has like a freezer full of it in yeah. our in our house in Santa Barbara. So he made he he like took a bunch of elk and like ground it up, That's so it was like hamburger. Ass, yeah. It was like elk hamburger, and he cooked that up with some like r- some nice spicy like red pepper and salt oh, and shit. stuff, and mixed it with macaroni and cheese what yeah and it, it just stole the whole it stole the thanksgiving it's dinner. like screw yeah. the turkey that's yeah I was like, dude i really turkey. respect i have to say even when i was i was a pescatarian for eight years and i had a friend that had like a farm i just think as far as meeting goes if you're gonna do it and you're gonna hunt your own food and use the whole animal that's that's the way to do it yeah that's the old school way to do it because what what sucks about it is this you know, we get these big farms and well, life eats life. You know, and no, I, it's we're fa- supposed yeah. to eat meat. I think yeah. we're genu- we're genuinely supposed to. And like, you know, what I don't like is these factory farming where it's yeah, like, let's I get a hundred like cows, let's ground them all up, and then let's sell half well, of them and throw half I, of it away. That's why I like, think it's important that. to get organic chicken and like yep. organic meat. Yep. Because oh fuck, I don't think these pork loins we got that are uh, <laughs> slow kicking okay. right now. We're so it's Shh, we're all off anyone. today. So when I'm off, I tend to slow cook something. So we're slow cooking uh, some pork tenderloin. And it, we're in the kitchen recording this, and we can just smell it. Yeah, <laughs> we're, think, we're getting our minds are all up food now. Yeah, but I think it's important to get organic food if you can afford it, or not food in general, but meat. Yeah, because meat. you know that and because it's organic, it's certified like. 
as cruelty free as you yeah. can be in that yeah. kind of env- Cause environment. Because we're gonna, if you're gonna eat meat, you can't, you know. Anyway, I've there's certain hunting that I think is bullshit. Like big game hunting is fucking bullshit. Well, but well, there's a lot of things we talked about that, like with the the impact on local communities with big game hunting, because mm. uh, there's there are over population of these animals in certain areas even if they're endangered overall there still might be too many of them in this one area mm. and like um some rich fuck douchebag from like i don't know tennessee some oil know, baron Trump will kids. like pay like yeah <laughs> we'll pay Those like assholes? six figures to go over and hunt like this old quote-unquote hunt it's yeah. like all controlled but it's the thing like, is, that's is not they're hunting. hunting this lion like maybe this lion that's like old as fuck and is taking out younger lions that are actually able to produce. Oh, and interesting. this old lion is not reproducing anymore, but it's killing the younger male lions. So there's like this oh. whole dynamic with with a uh, regulation of the population. It's like all the kangaroos in Australia that yeah. are like out of control and like yeah. coming in and like, like fighting down people. Like <laughs> Dude, they like mow those fuckers down. They're like that's so fucked up. Our buddy in Australia, my friend Carrie, she told me, she was like, no, I've had kangaroo meat. They're kind of assholes. <laughs> Like, they're <laughs> overpopulated, and they, like, they're, like, aggressive animals. They want to fight all the time. And Dude, I'm pretty sure there was, like, a school in, like, the Midwest or something that just got in hella trouble because they were, like, serving kangaroo meat and didn't tell anyone it's that it was kangaroo uh, meat. It's just funny that we, you know, sit here and g- we all eat cow and chicken and we can't eat. Whatever. I'm not going to get into it. I can't <laughs> yeah. get into it. But I think we're going to spend Thanksgiving in Santa Barbara. Yeah, and we're going to eat some delicious And then Stu's meat. moving up. <laughs> Hopefully he makes that elk uh, macaroni and cheese. Dude, I'm into God, it. That was so damn good. Yeah. We, it was a great time. I mean, uh, Santa no, Barbara is always yeah. a great time, but the reason I'm moving is because I want to do more of this kind of stuff where I'm crea- creating. And I'm kind of at a crossroad because I was working in an office job for the last three months. And before that, I was working in an office for the last five years. And it's just, I was just not a happy camper, you know? Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I was on the right path, basically. Yeah. So I wanted to move back here and start doing more. Recognize your unhappiness. Yeah. If you're uh, unhappy. You know, I was making good money. I was living in, yeah. like, a good area. I had good friends. And I didn't feel like there was any any reason to improve anything. Because yeah. it, it was all good, you know? Everything's yeah. good. You're content. Yeah, too content because yeah. it wasn't – I was content in something that I didn't actually want, you know. I was content in something that was nice, yeah. but it's not what I feel like my purpose is. So yeah. there's that. And I don't have kids. I don't have a mortgage. I don't have, you know, car payments. I don't have the responsibilities that a lot of people yeah. my age do. So why the fuck not? Like – I yeah. had money. I'm Give not happy. Go. I'd rather try to find something else that yeah. gives me happiness. So hopefully it's this music path that I'm going to go down. I mean, I've been yeah. going down it, but I really want to go like neck deep in it now and, yeah. and just go all in. So yeah. that's like why it. I'm moving back to the Bay Area. I like it. And uh, Radio Keys is going to be onward and upward. Onward and upward. Maybe yeah. we'll get an apartment that the four of us live in, just like the Felice Dude, brothers did in lit. Brooklyn. I'm yeah, kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we should do <laughs> we that. We might kill each other. No. Well, half the band already lives together, you know. And you guys kill each other. Yeah, we, we might. Me and Tom. Yeah. And now I'm here in St. Helena, briefly. It's fun. <sighs> Family I'm all band. over the place, but. <laughs> what are we going to close out on for as far as Felice brothers go? 
you know, I kind of want to do the greatest show on earth. I love that song. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a good call. It's again, it's telling a story. Um, this is one where he name drops Doris Day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I like how it builds momentum the whole song. Yeah, it's creepy yeah. too. It's got that creepy vibe. Yeah, um, yeah. He's talking about put a pistol in your purse because we're going to Gettysburg. Yeah, is this uh, which is the one? Uh, Anyway, screw it. <laughs> There's too many songs. <laughs> I really like Tip Your Way, too, for the record. Oh, hell yeah. Tip Your yeah. Way is the one. What album is uh, Greatest Show on Earth on? It's off the chalk album. It, the chalk album yeah. is the best. It's off the chalk. Yeah, self-titled. It's there. All right. Well, Why is self-titled always the best? Well, I guess so. We're talking about The Go the last yeah, time. The Their self-titled is self-titled definitely is the really best. fucking good. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, uh, the Fleets Brothers, um, you, can, you can check them out on... They're still touring too. They're in, they're more in upstate New York now. They just got a new bass player and a new drummer, and uh, Ian is doing some touring in Europe. They're kind of doing some like East Coast touring, but nothing really in California. They haven't been in California for a little while now. Yeah, it's far for them. Three yeah. thousand well, ho- miles. Well, we hope to see them soon, and uh, we hope to see you guys soon if you're listening to this. Uh, <laughs> our next show is at Goose and Gant. Wait, no, no. Donkey and goat, goose and different ganders. Different animals. Yeah, different, <laughs> all different animals. Goose and we, gander's that restaurant we went to. Yeah. <laughs> Donkey and goat is the winery that we're playing at in right, Berkeley. Right. Goose and gander, give me a break. So yeah, goose donkey and goat. Great. Emily and I are going to play as a two goat. piece for yeah. like three hours. December seventh, so. Pearl Harbor Day, our brother's oh, birthday. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, go and our uh, sister-in-law's birthday. too. Yeah. Um. So yeah, come and have some vino with us and share share some uh, let us share some uh, radio keys songs with you guys yeah all right so this is the greatest show on earth by the police brothers bye everybody bye